Greetings fellow captains and welcome back to Rank Amateur. Today in Rank Amateur we have the Tier 5 uh, Tech Tree Cruiser of the Dutch Nation, the Netherlands, the Celebes. Uh, this is, well, it's kind of a fake ship. It's, well, it's a fake ship, sort of, or it is a fake ship, but it's a, a sort of real fake ship in that it was the development of the Derita uh, class cruiser uh, that was unfortunately never constructed because uh, Germany decided that it wanted Dutch land in, I don't know, like 1940-ish. <laughs> so we will be going over uh, kind of the history of... Uh, or a bit of the history of Dutch shipbuilding around the time of the 1930s, especially going over the Java-class cruisers. And, uh, yeah, so the Celebes was actually supposed to be a Java-class cruiser. Um, it was going to be Java and Sumatra, or Sumatra. Uh, it's, the English and Dutch pronunciation of that name is uh, pre pretty similar. To each other so it's gonna be hard to distinguish to it but uh yes so both of those cruisers actually were lost in um uh various parts of the second world war the sumatra was uh scuttled on the 9th of june 1944 sort of like a break wall or a block ship for the uh, uh operation d-day and the java was actually lost in the battle of the java sea um in around the 27th of February 1942 as part of the failed Abdicom uh, command. Now, the Netherlands was a bit of a conflicted country as far as, um, I guess, their armed forces were concerned, especially at uh, in the 1930s, because originally uh, they had really been set on the fact that, you know, neutrality was the way to go, and that neutrality was going to save them from, you know, yeah, I guess getting invaded, and it became sort of clear with the aggression that Japan was showing in the, uh, I guess, in China, that this really wasn't uh, really the, you know, way to go. So they realized that with the increasingly large ships that both Germany and Japan were building, they needed to match that. So the design 1047 class battlecruiser uh, was a study created to see the realisticality of, of making uh, such a ship. And it was realized that with a bit of German design help, which is kind of funny because, you know, the Netherlands weren't invaded by Germany, um, but with a bit of German design help... Um, 
and the uh, previous Netherlands expertise in shipbuilding, they would be able to do this. But unfortunately, it would never come to fruition. The resources were just being allocated for these Project 1047 class battlecruisers when the Netherlands was invaded by Germany uh, in 1940. And uh, these battlecruisers would have appeared very similar to the Schornhorst. And when I give that description, it becomes quite clear that uh, this has materialized in game as the uh, Gordon Leo, or Gindelu, what, how, however you pronounce it, the Johan de Witt, and the Harlem. And uh, those uh, cruisers are obviously pretty large for their size and super accurate, and, you know, uh, we'll get into those later, um, are very large in general. And uh, so they realized that they would also need something that could counter a smaller threat. So light cruisers. And they already had some light cruisers, the Yava class, in fact, uh, the Yava and Sumatra, um, which had served very successfully for the past 10, or around 15 years or so. And um, they only had been replaced, or sort of replaced, with with the HNLMS. God, that's a mouthful. The router, and um, this ship was capable for its time, but it had been such a long time in construction that it was actually a. Uh, actually kind of outdated. She only carried seven 150mm guns, which were underpowered in comparison to other light cruisers at the time, like the British Leander class. Uh, the armor was fairly inadequate, and it lacked long-range anti-aircraft guns. But other than that, the ship was kind of technologically advanced, and it was very reliable. In incredibly reliable, in fact. The that's kind of the reason why the Dutch ca caught so off guard, is the fact that their ships were so reliable, they thought that they didn't really need replacement. Uh, the, for example, the fire control system was excellent. It was some of the best of its time, and it was pretty much Dutch-made, which is kind of interesting because the Netherlands hadn't been really building many ships. Uh, she did carry a two-fokker C-11W floatplanes, and it was clear that this design was successful, but it was only one ship, and they had a whole archipelago to protect. So it was clear that they would need something else. So the Dutch Naval Ministry began um, drawing up designs for more light cruisers, like the, um, or most notably, the uh, would, would be the De Seven Provinces, uh, the Endracht class, and the Kajukdoin. Uh, those classes, and obviously they'd be renamed like four or five times, but that was their replacement. But in between there was more of a ship like the Celebes. Uh, in World of Warships. It was kind of a derailleur, but it was a more advanced one. It was a refined design of something that they had come to like. And the reason why that none of these designs materialized before the war was the fact that the Netherlands itself wasn't really fully on board with war. They had enjoyed neutrality for a great deal of time. They had seen the destruction that the First World War created and really didn't want to get participated, uh, be participating in any other conflicts. So the, the uh, government itself decided to cut spending to the military, which proved not to be a great idea, and it would make the Dutch seem fool, or at least the Dutch government seem foolish in the long run. But to them, it seemed like a good idea that people would respect their neutrality and the fact that they didn't really i mean other than the port of rotterdam and uh, they didn't really have too much because or too much to take because of the fact that they were so willing to cooperate with all parties as they had in world war one um 
so yeah, this is really what got the Netherlands caught in a tough spot. And if I was going over the Golden Leo, I could uh, go over the uh, Battle of the... Or not the Battle of the Java Sea. What, where did that even come from? I don't even know where that came from. Uh, I would go over the Project 1047 battle cruisers, which were very interesting, and their their story, their their cancellation, and the kind of turmoil, I guess, that it created. Not turmoil, but issues it created in the Dutch government is kind of interesting to read about. Uh, how there was a ton of miscommunications in the Dutch government, how people wanted, different officials wanted different things, for the Dutch Navy, and no one really could agree. Really, kind of sounds like uh, American politics right now, except uh, it happened in the 1930s, which is probably one of the worst times that you could be indecisive in your defense strategies. Anyways, let's head over to World of Warships and look at the Celebes in the game. Now, I have actually played this ship. I actually really liked this ship. I got it during the early access event for the Dutch cruisers, and I didn't really touch it for a long time until me and my friends started messing around at uh, Tier 5, and I actually really liked this ship. I feel like uh, and I'm, I know a lot of people will concur with this, the fact that the Dutch cruiser line is actually really good below tier 5. And granted, they don't have their calling card, the airstrike, um, at that tier, but the cruiser's just an all-around solid cruiser. There's really, other than the armor, which, I mean, for a tier 5, this has really good armor. Um, obviously, in, in the long run, in, in the whole scheme of things, it is uh, not great, to say the least, but... um. Things start to get kind of anemic uh, at higher tiers. The Kanjukdoin is it's overcompensating for its lackluster airstrike in, um, or at least wargaming overcompensated, and that's the why wargaming does not has NDAs because things like the Gordon Leo incident happen where you see full health Alaskas getting nuked my Gordon Lales, and people are like, oh my god, this is so overpowered, but they don't realize that that was a stationary ship, and it was literally nine airstrikes from a full division of Gordon Lales, and I'm sorry, Dutch people, if I'm mispronouncing that, but actually, no, I'll call it like the Golden Lion to ensure that I don't upset anybody. Three Golden Lions launching all the airstrikes on one target should certainly kill the target. That is like three Shimakazis launching all their torpedoes at a stationary battleship. Yeah, it's going to kill it. It's going to more than kill it. It's going to drive it straight through the bottom of the ocean. So, yeah, I mean, and then, of course, Wargaming, to save their PR, had to compensate for this and ended up nerfing the Dutch cruisers to the point where they suck. Um, particularly tiers 6, 8, and 9, uh, the cruisers aren't great. Um, the Harlem is anemic. It's just the worst Baltimore, really, uh, without the radar. Granted, it does have better armor, and it does have that airstrike to hit over islands. It doesn't really have much else. It has a slow reload, really bad accuracy, anemic shells, and it's just not great. Uh, Kaiju Doin has got anemic shells, a really a kind of slow reload. It's not really slow. Uh, a pretty much useless airstrike, and armor that's not great. And it also doesn't have the 360-degree turrets of the De Seven Provincen, even though it's based off the same hull, which is kind of puzzling. Um... The Anzorakt is not not bad, at least from my experience. Uh, it's not bad. It, it's average. The Johan de Witt is just a really inaccurate, and it doesn't has a slow reload, kind of anemic shells. I mean, it's durable. They'll last a long time, but they won't really do much. The Gordon Leo is pretty good. It's a solid ship. It's basically a Scharnhorst with, uh, I mean, with yeah, basically literally a Scharnhorst with a tier ten with an airstrike or with three airstrikes actually. So. 
Anyways, it's decent. Now back on to the Celebes. So the Celebes is going to have, uh, it doesn't, or actually does not have airstrikes. Um, it does, uh, it does have just an all-around solid chip. That's its, that's its calling card, I guess. So let's go over the stats. So, uh, this is assuming you have, uh, equipped the highest equipment. So the B-Hull and the Mod 2 fire control. Um, so this is going to get you a 14.03 kilometer range with your uh, eight two or eight uh, guns of uh, four mount. Oh my gosh, what am I saying? Uh, four turrets, two guns per turret, 150 millimeter, 50 caliber Mark Nines and a Mark Nine mount. Um, you're going to have a 14.03 kilometer range. That's going to be an 8.5 second reload. It does seem a bit long, but these guns do hit pretty reliably. Uh, they're going to have a 22.5 second 180 turn time, which is really not bad. Uh, I mean, it's not whipping around, but it's 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 workable. Uh, the accuracy is going to have a 2.0 Sigma. You can have a maximum dispersion horizontal of 130 meters, which isn't too bad, actually. Uh, a maximum dispersion vertical of a pretty standard 78 meters. Uh, you're going to have 150mm HE and AP, so standard loadout. You're going to have a raw DPM of 121,412. Maximum damage on each shell is going to be 2,150. You're going to fire an initial velocity of 900 meters a second, which seems like a lot, but I've noticed on these Dutch shells, the air drag coefficient is really high, which means you lose velocity really fast. It ends up being kind of... It's like a better American shell. It's like a usable American shell, basically. It's not... Don't expect any Soviet lasers out of this thing. Uh, they weigh 46 kilograms. They have a depth explosion explosion of three meters they're gonna penetrate 25 millimeters of armor uh they'll have a burn probability of a nice respectable 11 percent um which means you're gonna have about 4.28 fires per minute um you're gonna have that standard 150 millimeter ap uh, rounds they're gonna have 169,412 damage per minute they're gonna do a maximum damage of 3,000 have the same initial shell velocity uh they'll be one kilogram heavier they have a standard ricochet of 45 to 60 degrees depth explosion of the standard one meter uh the overmatch is gonna be 10 millimeters so you can overmatch lower tier cruisers or some lower tier cruisers i believe at tier four the british ones i think yeah uh the th arming threshold is gonna be 25 millimeters and the fuse time is going to be 0.025 seconds which i believe is point 0.005 seconds slower than standard. Uh, the aiming sector is really respectable. I mean, it's totally workable. It is a little better backwards than forwards, it appears, although not much. Hardly noticeable in-game. Uh, basically the same all around. A defense is respectable. Uh, you, it's worth going over. Uh, the R is going to do 185.5 DPS. The damage is going to be... Uh, 53 rate of fire 0.29 seconds hit probability gonna be 990%. The near range aura is going to have 21 DPS, so not great. Really, the uh, medium range is where Dutch cruisers excel. Uh, it, it it's adequate for self defense, I believe. Um, if this had defensive AA, it would stop a strike, or maybe if you equip the fire fighter, it would stop a strike. Although I don't recommend you equip the fighter, but yeah, you could go AA build on this. I think you could. I re like I said, I really don't. Like I always say, I really don't recommend it, but it, it's one of the few ones that's viable at the tier. Uh, the other one being probably the Exeter, um, uh, which is kind of funny because these ships didn't. Well, these ships didn't have great AA in real life, or at least the Dutch ships didn't. Now, uh, Wargaming is arguing that this is an improvement over the flaws of the previous ships, so I guess maybe they would in real life. Um, and the sector is all right. It's basically yeah. 
basically normal. Uh, survivability, you're going to have 26,600 hit points. Uh, you're going to have 30 second fires, 40 second floods. You're going to do 2,394 damage for a fire and 2,660 for a flood. The concealment is going to be 11.87 kilometers, which is a little bit longer than we like to see at this tier. I, ideally, I'd like to see maybe 11, but uh, it still is not bad. It's still certainly workable. Uh, firing main guns and smoke, you'll be seen 5.86 kilometers away, and by aircraft, you'll be seen 5.16 kilometers away. When on fire, you'll be seen 13.87 kilometers away, which is, like I said, it, it makes it a little dicey when you're on fire. Um, dicier than it already is, that is. Uh, maximum speed is 30.6 knots. Ideally, you like to see that a little bit faster. That is a little on the slow slide. Um, you're going to have 7.93 horsepower per ton, horsepowers, horsepower, excuse me, per ton. Um, you're going to have a turning circle radius of 580 meters, which is excellent. The thing turns on a dime. Uh, the rudder shift time is 7.7 seconds, so uh, not super fast, but certainly not super slow. Definitely workable. Uh, and for modules, you can have standard damage con. You are going to have hydroacoustic search, which is nice. Uh, I do like to see that. That's going to have detection of ships on 4 kilometers, detection of torpedoes 3 kilometers. Number of consumables is going to be uh, 3, 120 second reload time, 100 second action time. Fighter is going to be standard. Uh, or, excuse me, spotter is standard. Uh, so is fighter. I recommend you uh, equip spotter because that will give you roughly a 16 kilometer firing range, which is very good for, or which is, yeah, very good for a tier 5 cruiser. For upgrades, you're going to go with main armaments mod 1. Then you're going to go with. Uh, well, you could go with engine room protection or damage control uh, modification one. I typically go with engine room protection. And then um, you can increase your main barrier to first speed, or you can, uh, well, you could you could go with the AA guns modification in the third slot, or you could go with the aiming systems modification. I typically go with aiming systems modification just because I like reliable hits and don't really see the worth in an AA build anymore. As far as captain still skills go, you're going to go with gun feeder because you will be switching through ammunitions a lot, or through ammunition types a lot in the ship. You're going to go with priority target because running a tier 5 uh, cruiser without priority target is not very good. Even though you should be aware of your surroundings, it is just a nice, um, I guess, reminder that someone's firing at you. You're going to go with adrenaline rush and concealment expert. Uh, you could go with survivability expert uh, if you're stopping at this part of the line, like you probably should, uh, but... If you're not stopping, then uh, you probably you don't need it. Uh, but that's your basic 10-point commander is going to be gun feeder, priority target, adrenaline rush, and concealment experts. Uh, that will essentially just bring your uh, concealment back into 10.68 kilometers, which is actually pretty good for the tier. Uh, it gives you a large stealth firing window um, and the ability to escape pretty easily. Um, now for uh, the next modifications, um, you could go with Superintendent gets yourself an extra hydroacoustic search. You could go with Top Grade Gunner. Um, you could also go with uh, Consumable Specialist, and this would allow you to... Um, this essentially is just going to allow you to have a less of a reload on your uh, spotter aircraft, which is going to be bring it down to 216 seconds. Or something that's viable on this ship with the spotter aircraft is Eye in the Sky. And this is essentially going to half the reload time, but half the action time. So you'll have more spotting, and it's going to give you two additional charges. So you'll essentially just have a more frequent um, spotting plane, but it's going to be a sort of a burst, I guess. So if you see something you want to hit for 
a little bit out at range and just kind of finish something off, this is the way to go. Um, if you do like that long-lasting spotter plane, then I would not recommend going with this. Uh, it means your action time is going to be 50 seconds with 108 second reload time. So roughly a minute on, a little more than a minute off. All right, actually, a lot more than a minute off. Minute 30, right around a minute 30, a little longer than that. But, um, yeah, so a minute 48 seconds off, minute on. And it, it, it's personal taste, so you don't have to go with that, obviously. And then um, I don't recommend heavy HE and snap shells. Uh, you could go lighthouse build, I guess, on this. It just it really kind of doesn't have the speed for it. Oh, I almost forgot signal flags. Yeah, you're going to run... Um, you're going to run Juliet Charlie, Victor Lima, Indie X-Ray, uh, Sierra Mike, and you could run the Flooding Flags and Fire Flags if you want, and Consumable Reload Flags, uh, and Hydroacoustic Search Flags if you have the full loadout. Um, yeah, so essentially enhance the fire chance, enhance the fire reduction uh, for the ship, that is, and then enhance the fire chance of the shells, enhance the uh, flooding, or flooding time, reduction um and then you're gonna enhance the consumable reload time enhance the speed enhance the hydroacoustic search action time make sure you don't blow and also make sure you don't blow up from uh the magazine detonations so in all, all in all uh that those signal flags are going to give you a 32.1 knot top speed uh, hydroacoustic search consumable action time of 110 seconds from up from up from 100 seconds uh, is going to um, de decrease the reload of that to 114 seconds from 120 seconds. Your fire chance is now going to be 12%, which is really solid. And uh, yeah, so I mean, commander build, it, it's not super intensive. Like I said, you really only need four skills or so, maybe five. I mean, throw survivability expert on there if you really want. But it's, it's not... It doesn't... Uh, it doesn't really need much, and that's kind of what I like about this. This is just a basic cruiser. It's it's back to what cruisers sort of used to be. They were this thing that would pop out out of well, seemingly nowhere and farm for a little bit, and then when someone was shooting at them, they'd go dark, and that's basically how you're going to play this ship. It does actually play kind of aggressively um, due to its uh, pretty strong armor belt, or at least for you know a Tier five cruiser, it's not going to you know tank battleship super well although it does have a really like most of the dutch cruisers does have a really trolly armor scheme uh i i have taken full broadsides from battleships and i mean like the fire the battleship is firing all its guns at me i'm not full broadside to it uh full broadsides from a battleship and when i was angled bounced it straight off my belt and i have not quite solo gun down battleships, although pretty much solo gun down battleships. I mean, he may have had uh, just a few shots lopped off him, but basically you just daka daka daka. I mean, is keep the guns going, I guess is the name of the game here. Keep the guns going and things will be all right in the sleigh base. Um, like I said, basic kiting rules. You go to a flank if you're outmatched, you uh, juke the throttle, juke the rudder, uh, and uh, keep firing. And uh, if there is not many people there, you can push. It's not a like like I said, it's not a battleship level pushing, but it can push a little bit, especially if there's islands to hide around. If there's islands to hide around this thing, oh man, it is difficult to deal with. 
And uh, like I said, it does look really strange and it does have kind of a high target profile, especially with the funnels and stuff. But they, the high target profile and the large superstructure does tend to catch a lot of overpenetration. So provided you're not on like 200 health, uh, you it is kind of hard to tell where the hull is on the ship and where the citadel might be. I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, I can't open the World of Warships client right now, otherwise my computer just, like, burns up. Um, but uh, I believe the citadel's pretty low. I'm not going to say, like, super-duper low, but it is kind of hard to hit, especially if you angle well. Um, if you angle well in the ship, it's pretty resistant incoming fire. It's not like an Omaha where it just blows up on uh, sight of a battleship. Uh, but it it can hold its own, for sure. And that's what I really do like about this ship, is it's, it's just a good cruiser. It's got reliable guns, good detection, good maneuverability, actually great maneuverability, besides the speed. The speed's a little slow. It does lack that airstrike. I kind of wish that the rest of the Dutch cruisers were like this, honestly. I mean, forget the airstrike. I mean, the airstrike's cool. I, I do like it. It comes in handy sometimes. But I would just like more guns. Really. I mean, well, I guess who doesn't want more guns? But better guns. I have a slower or a faster reload. I mean, I would. I guess I would take a nerfed airstrike if you could get a better ship. If, uh, if you know what I mean. And I don't think World of Warships is really ever going to come back to the Dutch ship, even though uh, I hardly ever see any of these things above Tier 5 because they're just not great. And it's kind of like the Pan-Asian cruisers, or Pan-Asian destroyers, or, uh, rather. They're just, they're not good. I mean, the high-tier ones are better now because of the torpedo reload booster, but still, when the torpedoes are reloading, they're just not great. They're just, they're not. And, um... The uh, Celebes is really an exception to that, honestly. I, I quite enjoyed my time in this. If there's Tier 5 rank that ever comes around, I'm, it, doesn't, it comes around once in a while, right? Like once in a great big while. Yeah, this is one of my choices, honestly. If I'm taking a cruiser in a battle, yeah. And now there are better ones. I, I mean, honestly, I would probably take an Exeter over this. But then again, it's just so reliable and it doesn't get deleted. It's... I mean, it's really great to play. It was it was fun to play. I think, I think maybe once, maybe once, I actually uh, took a chunk of damage in this, and I don't think I was really ever deleted. I was at least I had at least taken damage beforehand before someone you know wiped me off the face of the earth, and it was never really the ship's fault. It was never just bad armor. It was usually me forgetting a battleship was there or something. Um, and like I said, it only happened once. So uh, yeah, I. <sighs> I mean, honestly, what's kind of funny is even though these uh, the higher tier ships are a little more difficult to play, the low tier Dutch cruisers, a great introduction to the game, really beginner friendly, not like the Omaha where they just explode on sight of, uh, uh, of a ship with slightly large guns. I mean, it's great. And the armor-piercing, the high-explosive, high both effective rounds. Obviously, if you're getting a broadside, do switch the armor-piercing. This is not just a high-explosive slayer. And I'm not saying you're going to... Uh, that this is an Atlanta-level uh, DPM, but it, it's reliable. The The actual DPM on this ship is pretty high versus the, you know, theoretical DPM's decent, but it's not great. So, you know, all in all, reliable ship. No real complaints here. Um... Just keep the guns firing, I guess. That is the big thing in the cell base. Make sure you're out there. Make sure you're not cowering behind an island. Uh, don't be stupid, though. Use islands when you have them, but don't 
sit there waiting for ships to come to you. Uh, kite when you need to, if or if you're outmatched, kite. If you're, uh, if it looks like it's going to be a pretty even, then find try and find an island, but don't go searching for one. If there's an island nearby, yeah, use it, but don't go like, you know, go to the B cap or something like that, or or a different cap because um, there's islands uh, there, like. You can go to a different cap if there's islands there and you want to use them at the beginning, but don't switch caps mid-game. Um, yeah, and if you're outmatched kite, and if there isn't really anyone, you can push in this ship. It's it's capable of doing that, and that's what I really like about it. So that's all for today, folks, and um, if you have any uh, questions, comments, concerns, or ship suggestions, p- please feel free to email me at rankamateurpodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, captains. Captains. <laughs>